0: The new update on the president's management agenda includes progress on each of the three pillars of the agenda. One of the elements of success of the PMA is data. Chris Radich is vice president of solution engineering for public sector at Salonis. Chris, welcome. Thanks for coming on the program. What are, what are leaders across government using data for to determine how successful they are or aren't when it comes to achieving management success? Welcome
1: thank you so much francis always a pleasure and thank you to the public servants out there been serving this market for 17 years and uh, it's not an easy job and it seems to only get harder so the the concept of being data driven i think to date has been mostly focused on unlocking data sets and exposing them via apis and leveraging data in government to provide value i think One reason that I'm so excited about uh, being here at Salonis is process mining is a new technology, which isn't just about exposing data that might have value. It's about mining data in your enterprise to drive unique insights about business processes and how they're running. So it's a bit of a different, I'd say, focus area that I'm focused on now. But rather than just reporting and data sets, it's also how can you how can you truly get insights and improve operations within your agency?
0: Yeah, I wish I could remember who the data expert was in government, geez, 10 or 12 years ago when I uh, started talking about data in government. And this person said to me, the idea will be to get to a state where we can ask data questions and it will give us the answers that we're looking for. And then beyond that, Help us to understand what questions we should ask. And it sounds like that's kind of what you're on the cusp of, Chris. Is that the fair statement?
1: I love that. You know, I love that statement. And dashboards have certainly, with COVID-19, some of the CDC dashboards and, and other data sets where you're driving real decisions and asking questions to your point, designing dashboards around providing better insights. What I'm, what I'm kind of saying is taking that to the next level. And rather than just having reports and, and uh, analytics that you can sift through, this is sifting through process data, founding in an agency's transactional system, your ERP, your other mission systems. And within there, there's a gold mine of data. It's not, it's not the structured data that, that you build a dashboard off of and release to the public. So this will give you every step and variance in the process. For example, with acquisitions, why are you having blocked purchase orders? Why is there improper payments being released to vendors? Process mining is a whole new way of thinking about it. And I think you, you kind of started off with an interesting point. Is this a chief data officer technology? Is this a tool in the toolkit of the CDO? And I think it just very well may be as we see policy progress and focus more about how can we improve op- operations with data.
0: Give me an example of an outcome that one can achieve that an agency can achieve by applying this concept, Chris.
1: Yeah, I love I love uh, showing this this outcome. it's a It's a large government procurement organization, uh, one of the largest in the world. And recently, we ran a process x-ray it showed tremendous amount of low value work. You know, we wanna move from low value work to high value work in government. If we can achieve that, we improve government. I mean, that's the answer. So we found over four million hours in human capital was used to rework block purchase orders. And then the next step is let's automate and trigger actions to allow that human capital to be redeployed to higher value work. I mean, we're talking big numbers here, in the billions of dollars of savings, in the billions of dollars of human capital we can redeploy.
0: Yeah, that's what moves the needle is is when you can scale this. You know, a lot of the issues that we've had with automation so far in government, they've done great things, but finding that scale to really transform the way a, a whole agency operates, for example, has been maybe elusive to to uh, strong of a word, but we haven't seen those huge gains on that scale yet. That it sounds like you're talking about, Chris.
1: Not yet, and some of it is have we have we had the technology to look, um, have we had the focus in certain back office functions to look as you know a, a lot of a lot of the focus has been on CX improvement, mm-hmm. and we should feel great about that. But operational efficiency, some of the shared services agenda has been pushed to the side as a result of this renewed focus on CX.
0: So there are four specialties that I focus on in the federal government's human capital, IT, management, especially financial management and acquisition. It sounds like this touches, this concept touches all four of those areas of expertise.
1: It does. It absolutely does. Um, the, the, the acquisition one is certainly, drives all three other pillars. I think human capital, we've, we've attempted ways to drive down institutional knowledge risk. I've said, it, I've said it many times over the last month, it's the greatest risk to government in terms of delivering your mission. When you think about the turnover rate of at all levels of government, employees leaving government, it's at its highest rate ever and continues to escalate. On the IT side, we have pressures with how do we ensure systems transformations that are successful? We have an 80% failure rate according to McKinsey. Uh, And then on the management side, it's kind of how do we leverage all of these different chess pieces in a smart way? So you nailed it. And um, it's just about getting started looking at the problem a different way. Looking at it from a process perspective and getting into the organization rather than maybe the thousand foot view that we're accustomed to looking at.
0: When I first came into this space in about 2006, Chris, uh, one of my colleagues at the time talked about the retirement wave that people had been predicting since the late 90s that has never really materialized. I wonder if what you're suggesting, this loss of institutional knowledge, might be attributed to maybe a retirement stream that could be worse. Because you never see this huge group of people leave all at once where you go, oh, gosh, we've got to prepare for this. And, and maybe we've gotten lulled into this idea. Well, nobody's going to all leave at once. So we can just kind of continue to tread water. And then we realize 15 years later that a lot of the brains that knew the stuff about how this agency, this organization operates aren't here anymore.
1: It's a, it's a real risk. I mean, the turnover rate is is over 20% and is just going to grow. And I I still remember going downtown. This is the days where in-person meetings were the norm to uh, a basement of a federal agency as a consultant to ultimately create a strategy for a major systems transformation project. This was a high impact service provider and it was spend time with Jane. For the next two days and learn about the system. And that is still where we are today. In some cases, it's a consultant or a contractor. Documentation is sparse. I mean, how can you? Most documentation uh, specifications are, I'd say, over 6,000 pages long, some up to 20,000 specifications. So gaining deep process understanding could be just a tremendous initiative. And it aligns with the president's management agenda with uh, many policies out there. But I just, that, that whole basement, it wasn't smoke filled at the time, (laughs) but that whole basement memory to me stands true today.
0: It was at least healthy then, even if it it wasn't necessarily successful (laughs) for the business outcome that both you and the agency were looking for, that policy piece of it, I think is important too, because it's, it, it's fine for somebody to have uh, an idea about how to change something, but it does have to, it, government's different than the private sector and then it has to align with established policies and practices. What is that intersection? What does that intersection look like at kind of a micro level, Chris?
1: Yeah, there's a, uh, I, I think three policies that I've always been interested in and have, have narrowed in on as we think about generating deep process understanding and where we should apply a new way of thinking. Number one, front office or CX. Like, let's let's continue to drive momentum there. I think the new EO in December on transforming federal CX and service delivery, that's the key the key word we need to remember. This is ultimately about service delivery, uh, not about CSAT scores. And the process was mentioned 26 times in that EO. Uh, And that that pertains to all points of government to customer delivery process. So imagine where you're driving insights for those high impact service providers that were all given specific action plans. You can drive insights into exactly what variances are occurring and how you're gonna improve. Number two is back office or shared services. This is probably a trip down memory lane for you, Francis, (laughs) where (laughs) 2001 shared services were unveiled Mm -hmm. via OMD. 2019, the Quality Service Management Office Quismo approach was unveiled. And 2021, the Treasury Department found 56 uh, financial systems approaching end of life still with all this focus. But shared services aren't going anywhere. My, my perspective is the what's in it for me question has never been answered for those agencies. They're, they're able to say I'm unique and I don't blame them because what's the business case shifting and taking on that risk losing control and resources well imagine imagine a world where you're producing an x-ray showing an agency exactly why moving functions to another agency will be a positive change i've yet to see one of those business cases
0: that's really at the core of what you call execution management right chris
1: it is At the core, you're producing an X-ray using the data you have uh, out of your transactional systems. And then with that knowledge, you're driving automations and improvements and actions. But honestly, having an X-ray, understanding where the pain is coming from with precision, I think across front office and back office is where government has just not had the capabilities because of that whole institutional knowledge conundrum I outlined, Francis. And then number three, just to kind of wrap up the policy intersection, systems transformation on the IT side, like you said, transformations are failing at a rapid rate. It's almost the default when you think of an 80% failure rate. And the TMF activity has been laid out, essentially saying, we need to get off of legacy. We need to fix major mission risk challenges on both security and mission delivery sides. So imagine if every major TMF project, you had a sprint zero, a sprint zero discovery effort where you're going in eyes wide open in terms of process changes you're gonna make with that new investment. Uh, So I I love all three of those areas. The the only one that might've been a surprise to you, I suppose, is the shared services reincarnation, but it's still going strong. I mean, Quizmos, they're really, driving strategy forward as of late last year well
0: and yeah and we we see we saw just recently from the uh the cyber Cusmo at uh that's still very active and, and and still pushing uh product and, and pushing policy and and results out the door what's step one two and three for uh, somebody in an agency that wants to take this on chris
1: i uh i think it's simple I mean, the the dangerous thing about any data-driven or emerging technology for that matter is that you look at it from this shiny object and don't have it pointed at the right problem. So honestly, it's about choosing one business process, front office, back office, or more broadly an IT transformation project you're preparing for and you wanna drive up that success rate. Pick one business process. It could be finance, procurement, supply chain, customer service, and run an eight-week process mining project. It's just a whole different way of, of leveraging your data to move from low value to high value. And then from there, you scale. You move it into a process excellence COE or an automation center of excellence and make it an agency capability that is enabled by the CDO and CIO.
0: Chris Radich, great to catch up with you as always. It's been a while and I'm glad to talk to you again. Thanks very much for joining me today.
1: Always a pleasure, Francis. Thank you.